This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. What's up, Reset fam? It is Sasha. Just letting you know that all this week we'll be featuring episodes from our series, What's That Building? Every couple of weeks on the show, our architecture gumshoe, Dennis Rodkin, brings stories about buildings across the city with surprising histories. And if you want to learn more and see the buildings that we talk about, you can check out his articles at WBEZ.org. All right, on to the show. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. If you don't recognize that song, it is the theme for the 80s TV series, Fame. It depicts a fictional performing arts high school in New York, where future stars get their start. Today on the podcast, we're talking about Chicago's own version of Fame. It's Wendell Phillips High School in the Bronzeville neighborhood on the south side. Here to tell us all about it, as always, is our architecture insider, Dennis Rodkin. Dennis, I mentioned this high school is in Bronzeville, but situate it for us. Where exactly is it and what does it look like? Okay. It's on Pershing Road, which is essentially, which is 3900 South. It's between Giles and Prairie. It's a beautiful classical revival building. Um, You could set a show like Fame there. It's a big brick, very stately building with limestone pilasters, hooded doors. It's it's a very grand building built in 1904 and named for an abolitionist. Mm. Well, I compared Wendell Phillips to to the Fame High School, but that isn't Exactly right, right? Because Phillips, it's not just a performing arts school. It's not just a performing arts school. We're going to talk about a lot of alumni, and many of the most notable ones mm-hmm. are from the performing arts. But there are, there are so many people, so many black people who have come out of that school and achieved. Um, I don't know how many we can list in the time we have, but um, go right ahead. George Johnson, who founded the Hair Care Products Company, John Johnson, no relation, who founded, uh, who published Ebony and Jet. Two recent police superintendents, Tamuel Black, the civil rights activist and historian who died just a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. Earl Dickerson, also a civil rights activist, Negro League players. And those are only people I've named who aren't entertainers. When we get to the entertainment list, <laughs> I could go on twice, wow. as, three times as long. Before you do that, give us a little bit of the history of, of how the school came to be. Okay. Uh, late 19th century, Chicago is growing fast. The near south side or the mid south side is booming with stylish mansions. It really was the fashionable Lincoln Park area of its day. And um, so the population is booming. The school population is booming and the city needs to build a big high school and builds this big one. 
primarily the students were at that time primarily white. And then as the Great Migration brought countless black people up from Mississippi, Louisiana, the Mm -hmm. South, um, the rules of segregation in Chicago confined most of them to the area to that area as white people moved north. Um, And so it becomes very quickly a primarily black high school. I see. Well, your story that's up online right now at WBEZ.org, I love how you start with this detail, which is that uh, there's a song that plays between classes at the school. You actually made a recording of it for us, and I want to play it right now. I just want to start whistling. I know. <laughs> How about you? I do too. So for, for folks listening who maybe aren't basketball fans or maybe they don't immediately recognize the song, where does this come from? Right. Not as memorable as fame, not as recent as fame, but it's Sweet Georgia Brown, since uh, which since the 1950s has been the theme song of the Harlem Globetrotters, who also got their start at Wendell Phillips High School. Yeah. And despite the name Harlem Globetrotters, I mean, they actually have a strong connection to Chicago. They right? do. They, Yeah, it's interesting. They were named Har- the Harlem Globetrotters basically because Harlem was short for black uh, in the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came out of the reason the music plays before the bell is that uh, the first group of basketball players, first, they were called the Savoy Five, and then in 1927, the name was changed to the Harlem Globetrotters. Most of those first 13 players on that team were Wendell Phillips alumni. And so now when you walk into the school, they're sort of, or, well, when you're walking the halls of the school, they're honored by this, the playing of this theme song, which I thought, I when I first heard it, I thought, I oh, they're that. doing it because I mentioned it on the, I mentioned the Globetrotters on the phone right. when I arranged the tour. But no, every time you're uh, going from class to class or the school day has ended, you're reminded that this institution of basketball started at Wendell Phillips. I would just be too busy skipping along I think so, <laughs> to and the whistling, beat. Yeah. <laughs> and whistling to the beat. Um, so the, the Harlem Globetrotters, they're just the tip of the iceberg in terms of alumni. Talk to us about some of those entertainers that you teased earlier. Oh, there are so many. As you, as you scratch your head, because yeah. I feel like the list is super uh, well, long. Well, my list is, I had to shorten the list, not quite an entertainer, but an arts figure, um, very well known in Chicago. Gwendolyn Brooks is an alumna. Mm-hmm. Um, she was the first black winner of a Pulitzer Prize in 1950 at age 30. 32, not far out of Wendell Phillips. And I should say, not all of these people graduated. Some attended and then left as their careers were launching or left for other reasons. I see. Sam Cooke, also, uh, he he's one of the dropouts from Wendell Phillips, uh, who went on to, I mean, an incredible musical career before he died at age 33. Um, for people who don't know, You Send Me, Chain Gang, oh uh, Change is Going to Come. Those are some of his um, hits. Classics. Uh, it's around the same time, we've got Nat King Cole, who had over 100 hits on pop charts and was the, uh, in 1956, was the first African-American person to host a nationally televised TV show. Um, his songs include Smile, Though Your Heart Is Breaking, Mona Lisa, Unforgettable. Um, a lot of these are 20th century, mid-20th century figures. Annie Lee is one, but she has some brand new relevance. Annie Lee... The painter? It, the painter, yeah. Um, so she was a very well-known painter in Chicago. She's a graduate of Wendell Phillips. Um, 
her one of her most famous paintings is from 1985. A lot of them were seen on TV show, The Cosby Show in a Different World. But the new relevance is in December when Lizzo was on Saturday Night Live. She did sort of a set piece that was a recreation of Blue Monday. If you remember. Really? I Well, I watched Lizzo on Saturday Night Live, but I. I didn't know all of that was happening. It's a direct recreation, and she acknowledged it after, obviously not before, because ah. she wanted the element of surprise. I'll but have to go back. On the Look. show, there's this sort of blue bedroom, and Lizzo is in a white slip, and sort of her head is down, and she, what she looks like is she's sort of rising, oh, I'm so tired, do I really have to get up and go to work? Which is what this image is that Annie Lee painted in 1985. That's awesome. Um, also from the 80s, my favorite um, Wendell Phillips alum would be Marla Gibbs, who was on The Jeffersons. That's right. If I were picking the music to play in the halls, it would be the Jeffersons theme song. Oh my gosh. She also, of course, was um, on 227 and was the producer of 227. And um, pulling her forward into the present day, she was on Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Um, what a legend. It's it's kind of amazing when you when you go through. There's also, so there are others. There's Dinah Washington, uh, a jazz great. There's Thomas A. Dorsey, who essentially created gospel music. Pop Staples went to night school at um, DuSab. Uh, I'm sorry, at Wendell Phillips. There, so there's Wendell Phillips, and for a while there was new Wendell Phillips, which was essentially a second campus. That became DuSab, and some of these people attended one, both. I see. Um, Pop Staples attended night school. George Kirby, who was a TV star and, and um, impersonator in the 70s and 80s. It just goes on. But then let's go outside entertainment for just a minute, because even the principal of the school mm -hmm. was a groundbreaker. Um, Maudel um, Boosfeld, who was the principal uh, for a time, was the, the Chicago Public Schools first uh, black principal of an elementary school and then the first black principal of a Chicago public schools high wow. school. So it just goes on. I mean, and, and what are your thoughts, Dennis, about what accounts for so much talent coming out of this one high school? Well, you know, part of it is so much talent came out of Bronzeville. I mean, I mean you mentioned a lot of it was circumstance, right? right? They end, people Which ended is up how there. we get so many blues musicians in Bronzeville and jazz and gospel musicians in Bronzeville. But also, I talked to the principal, Rashad Talley, who amazingly, is the son of a Wendell Phillips alum. Uh, and he was talking about how, you know, the Great Migration sends a lot of people up from Bronzeville, they're, they're, uh, up, up from the south to Bronzeville, and they're essentially sort of confined to this space. And what he said is, you know, these are people who rose above their circumstances, who found a way to make the system work for them. Nat King Cole, mm -hmm. a music, all of these people were groundbreakers, and they were saying, you know, you can't, uh, put a roof on me, put a lid on me. Yeah. Was there an especially strong music program? There was. And that, and there again, we're talking both Wendell Phillips and new Wendell Phillips or Dusab. There's a man named Captain Walter Diet. Uh, many people, there's also a Chicago public school named for him. He was sort of, he is credited with sort of helping launch a lot of these careers. And when you read about him, you find a lot of artists like Nat King Cole saying, essentially, without going to Walter Diet's classes, I wouldn't be where I am. And so, so that's a big piece of it. You know what I'm curious about? Uh, take me inside the school. Like, is this history, it has to be prominently featured in the school. Please tell me so. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you walk in. So you walk in and there are some paintings, some some beautiful old paintings and like, you know, whatever. Then you go up the stairs and when you're standing at the security desk, that's where you start to get the history of, of the people who've been in the school. There's nice. a Hall of Fame. Um, there are photos of... 
uh, people lining the walls. You see, again, police superintendents, you see lawyers, you see these entertainers. And, uh, you know, I think probably every high school has something like this. But this one, the pictures stretch down the hall, around the corner. There are so many of them. Some would be less noteworthy than, you know, Nat King Cole or Earl Dickerson. But over the years, so many people have been nominated and, and their pictures are hanging on these walls. I think it would be really hard to be a high school kid and walk down the halls yeah. and not on your phone be Googling, well, who's that person? What did that person do? And maybe get some inspiration that day. The other way, that uh, there are two other ways that the, the alumni are memorialized in the building. On the second floor, there's a, there's a mural that has um, Maudel, Boosfield, and that some of principal. the alumni. Yeah. And they're all sort of identified. So that would be something that brings it to your attention as a, as a student. And then uh, a recent addition to the back of the building. This is one of those giant public schools. And they've added just last year a big athletic facility in the back. And there's an athletic hall of fame there with some trophies and globetrotters jerseys and things like that. I don't know if you, uh, when you were in the building, first of all, I'm picturing you just getting lost in all of these (laughs) (laughs) photographs and going floor to floor. Talking about Googling names. I I was doing (laughs) it as I was going down the hall. you Googling names? Yeah. But I I don't know how much interaction you had with, with students or if any at all. But I mean, do you think that... Being a student there now, current students, do they feel maybe a, a sense of pride about their school? Or does this sort of add pressure to live up to something, something great? Well, I think it could add pressure to live up to something. And I think it's also possible. I thought it was cool that the Harlem Globetrotter song is playing. But if you go to school there for four years, you might start to think you might start to hear it in your sleep and right. get a little sick of it. But um, I think it's a it's a really nice way. You and I talk all the time about how history sort of reverberates for you or vibrates as you walk past a building. I think it's a great way to, as the principal said, realize that successful people have come out of this building, especially at a time. This, the thing he said to me specifically was. Successful people came out of this building in the day that African-Americans were not expected to achieve, not permitted to achieve. Mm. And so if you think of the people who came out of the building then in the 20th century and went on to greatness, I think it would be sort of a help for you today as a 16, 17, 18 year old to think, yeah, I could be the next Nat King Cole. That's a big deal. I I would be inspired. I I think so, too. I mean, I went to a high school that was brand new. So yeah. there were no distinguished alumni. The, uh, now the only one I know of is somebody who won on American Idol, which was, you know, 30 <laughs> yeah. years after I was in high school. I went but, to a school that now, going back now, it looks, first of all, it looks very tiny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it looks so much smaller than it did when I went there. And the people known from that school were not noteworthy. They weren't doing anything good. I bet there's a picture of you going up in the lobby soon. But... Oh, <laughs> Uh, that would be nice. Um, speaking of, of of Wendell Phillips, though, I mean, the, the school's gone through some transition inside. I know they just did a, a gym expansion. Right. Is that right? Just added and a big gym. What does gym. that look like? Uh, it mean, looks it's, brand it's, new. It's wow. It's really nice. It's interesting to, to go through this building because, again, it's one of those giant Chicago public schools. And the building uh, itself was high school and elementary school at one point. Um, so you've got that big edifice that faces Pershing, as I said, and then you go back and back and back. Um, and again, so going back to my high school, I went to high school in California. Okay. Every building is every department is another little building. Yeah. This is one of those giant. Th- this is like a, a town in one building. And the athletic facilities added on now are well, one of the interesting things is they have a gym with 
enough seating for people really to watch a game. The old gym is upstairs with very few seats. And this is a team that has had championship basketball championships. Yeah. Um, so they've got this nice uh, gym as well as a really a more sort of, I guess I would say, grand entrance because you come through that uh, Athletic Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. It's like going to one of those nice built up suburban high schools where you come into the gym and you feel that athletic tradition. Yeah. Well, any sneak preview for what you've got coming up next, Dennis? Yes, we're going to go the the other direction and go to a brand new building. A brand new building. All right. Well, we can't wait. Dennis Rodkin is a residential real estate reporter for Crane Chicago Business, and he's Reset's What's That Building contributor. Thank you, as always. Thanks, Sasha. This episode of Reset was produced by Andrew Merriweather, and it was edited by Ethan Schwab and Meha Ahmed. Catch episodes of What's That Building all this week by subscribing to our podcast. And when you do, leave us a rating and review so that more listeners can find our show. That'll do it for Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.